0: On this podcast, we discuss topics that could be difficult or triggering for some listeners. If you're in crisis, please visit your local emergency department or call 911. If you are not in crisis, please contact your family physician. More information about getting access to care can be found at camh.ca or at connectsontario.ca
1: Welcome to the You've Changed CAMH Wellness Podcast. I'm Hillary. And I'm Jessica. And on today's podcast, we have a great lineup for all our listeners. Jessica, tell the people who we got on the show today.
2: Today, we have former NHL goalie and current hockey commentator for Sportsnet, Corey Hirsch, trauma-informed yoga instructor, Yvonne Sullivan, and Kevin Beyer, a wellness administrator here at CAMH, who will talk to us a little bit about what it means to take time to be grateful. So stay tuned. It's going to be a really interesting episode. So for those of you just joining us, we thought we'd give a quick rundown of what our podcast is all about. We essentially talked to our guests about wellness and how it can be incorporated into our everyday, very busy, and sometimes stressful lives. On our first episode, we had former Olympian Martha McCabe. We also spoke to our VP of People and Experience, Carrie Fletcher, about her new role and what wellness means to her.
1: She has, by the way, also motivated me to actually get back into exercising because <laughs> she does so much. I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. I can totally take Carrie's lead and just try some more exercising in general what about you
2: actually i'm deciding to take my own tip and uh, hit the stairs a little bit more frequently so that's been going well actually awesome so all that was from our last episode up next we have guest Corey hirsch coming up so stay tuned So in the studio, we have Corey Hirsch, former NHL goalie, Olympian, and current mental health advocate. Welcome to our show, Corey.
0: Oh, it's good. Thank you for having me. This is uh, amazing. We're here for an amazing program, so I'm excited.
1: Awesome. We're thrilled to have you.
2: For our first question, we like to start off with like a real hardball question. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> so what does wellness mean to you?
0: What does wellness mean to me? Jeez, that's a real that's a that's a good question. Wellness to me means um, uh, a, lo- a lot of different things. One is, is, is dealing with dealing with the things that are going on in your life. So looking inside, looking internally, um, we all have stuff that we're dealing with. We all have um, things that uh, give us anxiety, depression, um, you know, bother us daily. But it's, to me, wellness is, is being able to look internally and uh, get help, try and fix those things um, to live a better life. So wellness is a, is a whole different bunch of things. It's nutrition, it's um, getting proper rest, it's um, it's, it's doing yoga. It's taking 15 minutes at a day just to, just to relax and just to, um, let yourself go from all the stresses of the world. So there's, there's so many different facets to wellness. Mm
1: -hmm. Is there anything in particular that you like to
0: do for your own wellness? Um, well, I mean, yeah, there's, there's lots of things. One is, is, um, you know, I like to do yoga, uh, it's, um, I don't, you know, it's funny. I sit here and I'm like, I, I like to do it and I, and I want to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But even, even myself, I, I, I'm not perfect. So I don't get it done all the time. Um, but I try and, I try and take 15 minutes a day out, whether, you know, to go for a walk or to even just, just clear my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, exercise is big for me. Uh, I know it doesn't look like it by looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I used to, so when I was a hockey player, I used to, I used to, I mean, fitness was part of of who we were, right? So, um, after I finished playing, fitness was, okay, well, I I don't want to, I don't want to gain weight and I don't want to, you know, I want to still look good. Right. And then it turned into, well, actually fitness is for mental wellness. It, Mm -hmm. It really is. So when I, when I exercise, I feel so much better, um, and it just it helps with uh you know kind of the the brain chemistry and, and being able to you get those endorphins and you um so fitness for me is yeah that's a that's a big factor of it yeah we, we yeah. have a
1: saying here at CAMH you know mental health is health and yeah physical health and mental health they all go together
0: they really do um and that's well, I mean that's what we're trying to change right is is that you know when, when I when I talk to people um it's it's the same protocol so say let's let's say i i hurt my knee um i go i go to the doctor i get it i get it looked at um maybe i take some anti-inflammatory some medication to help it out um i let it heal maybe you know i might have to have surgery or whatever but you let it heal you go to therapy for however long two weeks to could be a year to to let it heal well mental health is no different if I have a mental health issue, what do I do? Well, I go see a therapist, or I go see my doctor. Maybe I need medication, right, um, right. and then and then you get on the th- you get doing therapy. You, and that might take two weeks. That might take a year. It's it's no different, and we treat it like it's it's so it's so complex. And the protocol is the same. It's mm-hmm. absolutely the same, and they do go hand in hand. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So you've been pretty open, you know, in the past about yeah. mental health. And the challenges you face as an athlete, um, but for those of us who haven't read um, that pivotal yeah. article that was in the Players Tribune, can you tell us a little bit about your turning point for seeking help?
0: Well, there, I mean, there's there's quite a few different things. So when I was when I was at my worst, I, I used to go. Uh, um, I don't want to date myself that I'm old, but I used to go. We didn't have we didn't have internet, right? I mean, internet was was just beginning. So I used to go to bookstores and I would look for any type of hope that I wasn't going to be sick like this or that there was something out there that could help me. Um, I found nothing, right? I just, I found, I found nothing. All I wanted to see was somebody's story where they were me and they got better and they had, and they, they went on to lead a successful, healthy life. So when I was at that point and I found nothing, it was so discouraging. It was like, I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life. So I promised myself at that point that if I ever did get better, that someday I would, I would come out I would tell my story and I would, I would try and give somebody that was me. Some hope that hey, you know what, there is a better life out there that you can um, you can have mental health issues, you can get better, and then have still lead a great productive life. Um, so that was the first part of it. Second part of it was is it took me a long time to feel comfortable with coming out with my story. I mean, the stigma is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, people like Sheldon Kennedy before me, Theo Fleury, Clara Hughes, Clint Malarchuk, uh, Michael Landsberg—they all paved the way, like mm-hmm. for for a guy like me to be safe to tell my story. Um, and then once I felt comfortable enough, I was like, yeah, it's time. And it, 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 was, it was interesting because, you know, whether you believe in God, the universe or whatever, whatever you believe in, a higher power or anything, things just started to snowball and happen. Like it was like boom, boom, boom. And, and, and all of a sudden I met somebody and then I, they introduced me to the Players' Tribune. And then it just kind of, it was like once, know, I dec- yeah, once I decided that this is going to happen um, and I didn't know how to make it happen, it just did and then the article came out um and it just blew up like it absolutely blew i was terrified like i was like uh, this is you know i'm putting everything out there right so um you know i mean i talked about wanting to end my own life mm, yeah. and um i just yeah, i was terrified i thought you know what okay well this is it right if i'm gonna if this doesn't go well i'm gonna end up because i'm scared of the stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll just go and I'll live like a hermit somewhere <laughs> in a mountain and, right? <laughs> no, yeah, and, we'll, scary. and we'll just figure yeah, it, it out. Scary. And it was exactly the opposite.
1: Were there any sort of connections that you found afterwards after sharing the story that you connected with other people? who had Oh my God. Similar? You didn't yeah, I, It's would. like,
0: I get mess. I still get messages. I get like five, you know, five, six messages a week. I get one almost every day. Um, somebody that that's connected with me that thanks me for, for bringing my story out. Um, The ones that really get to me are people that are like, you know, I was on the edge of ending my life and I read your story and and I reached out and I went and I got help and I'm so thankful. And I don't, you know, I I don't feel like I'm worthy of that kind of gratitude in the sense that I don't know if anybody other than, you know, like a heart surgeon (laughs) (laughs) can feel worthy of saving somebody's life. But any win I ever got in the National Hockey League as a player in, in, in the Olympics, whatever, nothing even compares to the feeling I get when someone thanks me for having my story come out right like the best win you've ever got in your life like um nothing can nothing it, it, nothing compares to um when someone comes up to me and thanks me like it's just it's 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 unbelievable
2: it's an amazing story it's yeah, it's really uh, like touching and uh i had a chance to kind of look at other you know player stories and right. it, there's a lot going on there it's amazing that athletes have been able to come out and express these feelings of what's going on because there's yeah. so much pressure associated with the game. Um, so since you've shared your story in 2017, what else have you seen or heard so far? Um, the ways of mental health is being perceived at a professional level. Like, yeah. How has that changed?
0: We're, we're in a good place now. It's, it's, it's starting to shift. Like You can see a huge momentum shift in mental health. Um, and people are demanding change, right? Yes. Because we all deal with something. We all, we all deal with, uh, you know, at some, at some level we all deal with depression, we all deal with anxiety, or we have a relative that, mm-hmm. um, you know, has dealt with it, and we've seen people suffer um, with it. And it's, it's time to stop shaming people for suffering that they didn't ask for.
1: Absolutely. I think you're part of being open and honest about it and seeing athletes be so open and forthcoming about their struggles, I think it helps young people to also open up and be like well if they're going through it mm-hmm. and in their eyes they think they have everything they have the fame they have yeah. the game they want to play they they're living the dream but there's also something behind there that's yeah just we all, a, just does, a struggle. you're not immune to it your, your openness and honesty sort of brought you here to Camh as yeah. well it led you to us and so you're the new face of game changers or the face of game changers yeah um which is, <laughs> which is great yeah no it's <laughs> great yeah no it's great i think uh people will connect to your story the more so than they have already. And I'm just wondering, you know, since it launched last year, can you tell us a little bit more about Game Changers and sort of the, the next phase that it's going well, into Well Game
0: Changers for me is about, okay, so so when I when I was struggling and I wasn't well and after I got through it, um and I and I sat down and I just kind of pondered everything that happened over the course of my life. And and really what it boiled down to was why didn't anyone tell me this stuff when I was a kid, mm. right? Like, why didn't anyone teach me about anxiety, depression, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, that what I had? I can tell you the day, the time, exactly where I was when things just kind of broke, wow. right? Yeah. So if I could have gotten help the next day, if I would have been like, oh, this is that, or this is, I'm sorry, that, it means go, like, I need to go get diagnosed, I need to go get some help, right? Instead... I suffered for three or four years trying to hide it because I didn't know what it was. And then finally it got to the point where I was done. Like I was, this is, I got two choices. I can try and get help and figure this out or I can just check out, right? So I reached out to get help, saw a therapist, um, my team uh, trainer helped me find a therapist. He diagnosed me within like 20 minutes, right? And I'm like, really? Really? I, I suffered for this long, anxiety, it's panic attacks, just trying to like trying to get out of bed every day just to get to practice. And, and I got diagnosed. Right. And it was like, and then, and then the process to healing is, is a lot, you know, it's a lot longer. I mean, it's like anything. It's like, if you, if you, like I said, if you hurt your knee, it might take a long time to, to depending on how deep it is. But, um, why didn't someone tell me that in high school? Why, why didn't, like, what was the big secret? Like, what, why, why was there such a big shrouded secret around it? right i mean it's ridiculous we have the information our children deserve to get it and if we don't give it to them we fail them and for every you know teen suicide or whatever we fail their children as a society um it needs to change so game changers getting back to it that's what it's about it's about getting rid of the shame it's about teaching our kids that this is what it is and if you feel that you, you you need to go get some help you need to reach out go get some help and there's no shame in getting help. Um, and getting help today um, <laughs> means that you're not going to suffer for as long as I did, right? And then, you know, hopefully that'll kind of slowly end the stigma. Mm-hmm.
1: So the second phase is: Are you going to schools
2: now to do
0: absolutely? Talk to yeah. yeah. Well, that's the, that's the idea is is to get into the schools um, and to and to talk and give the kids the information.
2: So, question: If I'm like a parent, a student, teacher, how am I? going to get a hold of you to get you into the schools
0: well that you can go to well you can go to my website for one it's courier.com and you can email me on there uh the nice. other is, is going to camh.ca slash game changers or just go to camh.ca it'll be on there um, and just shoot us an email
2: Our next guest today is Yvonne Sullivan, who is our local yoga instructor who specializes in yoga and mindfulness for mental health and addiction recovery. How are you doing today, Yvonne? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So before we unpack all the questions that we have today, I have one burning question for you, and that is, what does wellness mean
3: to you? I guess essentially balance, but a balance of mental, physical, social, spiritual, environmental, emotional health. So kind of like a balance of everything. Uh, so sometimes one thing can be up, another down, but it's kind of like finding a wellness overall uh, to be able to manage life and, and live. Sounds awesome. I feel
1: like a lot of our guests have said have mentioned all these different parts of wellness. Yeah. It's not one thing. It's a whole group of things that work together.
2: Very holistic approach, which yeah. is amazing. Right. I like that people are starting to look at wellness as, as that holistic and all their components in life.
1: Okay, so tell us what does specializing in yoga and mindfulness for mental health and addiction recovery mean? Seems like a very specific type of yoga.
3: Sure. Uh, well, I'm a yoga teacher, uh, which uh, encompasses yoga, which are postures, mindfulness, uh, sort of like awareness, and meditation. And uh, I specialize in mental health and addiction recovery. Uh, so I combine trainings that I've taken with lived experience. Uh, So mostly I teach to individuals or family members who are dealing with mental health or addiction or both uh, challenges.
1: Is it different from your average yoga class?
3: Uh, Yes, definitely. Um, So I always incorporate techniques and tools where someone can kind of take away understanding how, so if if you're dealing with anxiety, your Mm -hmm. mood might be a little bit higher, you can do different grounding tools to kind of calm you down and vice versa so if your mood might be a little bit lower you can energizing exercises and postures and breath work Um, in addition to it's always trauma-informed so making sure that um, I'm creating an environment where people can have their own healing journey as well as just being aware of things you maybe should or shouldn't do in a trauma-based class versus uh, a regular yoga class.
1: Interesting. I never thought that yoga could bring up your energy levels. I'm not a yogi but I always thought it was just meant to like zen you out, calm you down I didn't think it could actually also bring up your energy. That's interesting.
3: Yeah, sure. so it works with your nervous system. Um, so depending on how you're moving your body as well as your breath. So an inhale works as a at least energizing, like inhaling mm-hmm. is life, exhaling is kind of like calming.
2: So you're teaching uh here at CamH the Gifts of
3: Light program. What has that experience been like for you? It's been an amazing experience. Uh, I'm very grateful to be a part of CamH as well as you know coming to a community and an organization that supports me as an individual as I do uh, have uh, concurrent disorders in addition to be able to share my teachings uh, for mental health for addiction recovery to be able to help others and and yeah I teach with a number of different programs uh, for addiction trauma anxiety and mood disorders so to be able to work with individuals and the organizations that's uh, a leader in this work is is amazing.
2: <laughs> so you have
3: mentioned
2: uh, that you have some lived experience. And for our listeners who maybe don't know what that means, uh, lived experience just getting into a little bit more um, is lived experience with mental health and addictions in the context of someone has been through their own recovery journey and the passing along their knowledge to patients who find themselves in similar situations. So um, maybe could you touch on a little bit of your recovery journey?
3: I call myself a person in long-term recovery, which for me means, uh, well, I do have concurrent disorders, so manage my anxiety disorders every day, as well as uh, being six and a half years, uh, I quit alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's for me. So it's concurrent anxiety and substance use disorder. And what yoga has done for me is, so I tried many things, many of which were helpful, kind of like a a holistic approach to recovery uh, that one can uh, can do and when i found yoga so after 2 years of quitting drinking i was still really struggling with my anxiety and when i found yoga it was just kind of like the icing on the cake um to be able to deal with some of the stressors that were causing me you know still to have anxiety attacks all the time um still to not manage daily life and yoga was a way for me to recognize that you know this anxiety like i understand it's not real i understand that um it's not me, but I was still dealing with it all in my body. So I've found ways to kind of like relax my body, become aware that the anxiety attacks aren't um, who I am as a person. And I can work with my breath, work with my body to manage uh, the extra energy I have, the, the the extra thoughts and just calm myself down. That's awesome. I love that because I've, I've heard a lot uh, of really positive feedback in regards to yoga
2: and anxiety and I've actually tried a little bit myself. I suffer from anxiety as well. And I find that when I'm very uh, anxious, maybe an exam's coming up or something big with work, I find that it's such a nice release. So I completely can relate to that.
1: So if I was going to try a yoga class for the first time, which I would be, let's say, I'm, a, I'm not a yogi, I've never done yoga before, what are some of the tips that you would offer a first time person going into a yoga class? They might be a little bit nervous, might not be sure what to expect. What sort of tips do you have for them?
3: First of all, it's great for someone to be able to kind of take that step forward and, and try it out. And what I always say is that it's always your own practice. So there's no expectation. There's no judgment. Like yoga is about um, your own mat, your own day, your own body. Just try to figure it out. So that that's definitely what I would say going forward. And then also you can let the instructor know that maybe it's your first time if they have any tips or you want to tell them anything about any injuries or anything like that. and yeah, just try to enjoy it. And if you need to take a break, no problem. And it's about the experience. It's not about doing the best posture or, or just plowing through it or anything like that. It's kind of about just the present moment and the experience and seeing maybe how you feel before versus after.
2: If our listeners wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way that they can find your pages or connect with you about yoga?
3: Probably the best is just going to my website, so evonsullivan.com, so E-V-O-N-N-E-S-E-L-L-I-V-A-N.com, or info at evonsullivan.com is my email. Uh, and I'm on, on all the social medias, so Twitter, Instagram. I would say I use Instagram the most with information and whatnot, but any of them are, yeah.
1: it's great. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah, thank That's you awesome.
3: again. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Welcome back. We're here with Jessica and we have one segment before we get to our next guest. It's called wellness tips. So Jessica, take it away.
2: Yes, I'm very excited to chat with you guys about this. So uh, today I've decided that we're gonna focus on a mental tip. Mm-hmm. So setting a gratitude alarm. Having a simple practice is a great easy way to kind of set time away for yourself um, and just practice being grateful. So simply setting alarm on your phone, preferably at the same time every day, that way um, it'll serve as a reminder to think of at least three good things that you're grateful for. You can choose to write them down or list them, simply do it in your head remember nothing is too small to be thankful for.
1: So why is something like this important to, to carve out in your day?
2: Great question. So practicing uh, you know gratefulness or mindfulness is a helpful way to provide some positive emotions such as optimism or happiness. Um, they can also just help strengthen and build relationships. It also allows you to see how we're being supported and being affirmed by others in life.
1: Awesome. So that's your wellness tip. thanks.
2: You're welcome.
1: In the studio we have kevin Byer, a wellness administrator here at camh welcome
4: thank you thank you thanks for having me
1: no problem thanks
2: for being here yeah thank you so much kev um, to start off our segment we usually ask our guests what does wellness mean to them so if you could answer that question for us it'd be great
4: absolutely uh, wellness to me means thriving i think a lot of times we think of uh health being in the context of disease disorder and you know good health is thought to mean not having these things mm-hmm. Whereas with wellness, it's more about thriving. It's about being as happy as possible, as uh, fulfilled as possible, you know, improving our quality of life. And there's a lot of factors that go into that as well, whether they be emotional, uh, mental, physical, spiritual. These things are all connected. So wellness really understands the importance of of all these different spheres. And uh, when we make positive change in any of them, then we're also affecting change in the others as well. So it's kind of a holistic approach as well.
2: I love that. I love that wellness is thriving. I really, really like that. Um, For those who aren't a part of the KMH community, can you tell us a little bit what you do here as a wellness administrator?
4: Sure. So I specialize in employee wellness programs. So I develop wellness programs as well as uh, facilitate a lot of workshops. And there's a few different programs that I I specialize in as well, um, including workshops. And I also run a a drop-in basketball program over lunchtime as well.
1: So one of your workshops is actually a gratitude workshop. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah, absolutely. Like so
4: the uh, the gratitude workshops, I'm actually running a six-week series right now, which is something that I've developed for CAMH, and essentially it's uh, just a holistic approach to gratitude where each week we do something different. Uh, it's a different aspect of gratitude where we'll practice a new exercise together as well as create opportunities for discussion as a group as well, and then I'll, I'll leave them with some home practice that they can do throughout the week as well.
1: Sounds great. It Sounds like a good way to like take a break during the day.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's a real feel good kind of lunch lunchtime activity where you get to share, you know, your gratitude with your colleagues and everything as well. It's a real uh, real pick me up for sure.
2: Maybe you'd be able to provide our listeners with a bit of a gratitude gift today. Do you happen to have anything that you could provide uh, our listeners? Sure.
4: Um, I can do a exercise for you which is uh, a gratitude meditation uh, visualization exercise that I like to start our series with. Cool. I just re- recommend if you're driving uh, we're gonna I request eyes closed for this so probably not a good idea while you're driving but,
2: <laughs> yes, no driving. but otherwise yeah. uh, it's a nice. <laughs>
4: A nice exercise is going to be something a little bit different. I know you've kind of talked about the gratitude journal in the past, so we want to do something that's a little bit different. Uh, so what we can do for that, for the exercise is, is I'd like you to, I'd like to ask you to think of a happy moment in your life or a fond memory in your life. And if several come up, just, just selecting one for the sake of the exercise. And we're going to get a nice, comfortable uh, position where we're taking a couple of nice deep breaths, breathing in through the nose. Out through the mouth and just noticing that sensation of the in-breath and the out-breath and now with the eyes closed I'd like you to imagine yourself back into that happy memory that happy moment in time using your senses to make it as vivid as possible noticing what you see as you look around perhaps anything that you hear any other sensations, maybe it was a warm, sunny day, feeling the sun on your skin, or it was a cool, breezy day with a little bit of rain. And taking a couple moments without any prompts, just have your own experience with this moment to enjoy it in any way that you'd like. Soaking up everything that makes it special for you. And before we finish the exercise, I'd like to take a couple moments for reflection, reflecting on what it is that makes this moment special for you, reflecting on how this moment may have positively impacted your life, and how happy or grateful you are to have experienced this moment. And before we open our eyes and come back into the present, just sending out a thank you to this moment for being a part of our life. And sending a thank you out to anybody who helped make it special for us. Thank you.
1: That's it from us. We want to thank all our guests, Corey Hirsch, Yvonne Sullivan, and Kevin Beyer for joining us in the studio and, of course, for sharing their stories and tips. And if you, our listeners, have any tips about what you do for wellness or want to connect with us, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at camhnews.
2: We want our listeners to help shape the show, so please reach out, let us know what you liked or what you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for listening, guys.